Greeting you with the holy words of peace. peace All right. Here we go. We got a lot of people um, not here today, and they're looking at me, and I've got a message for them next week. <laughs> not the ones on vacation, but the other ones. Yeah, we got too much sickness going on in this church. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to talk about that next week. Uh, one of the words that's missing now in about everything is a word called discipline. Americans have lost their discipline. And uh, we, we even watch now how our, even our leaders have lost discipline. And so when discipline goes, then anything, anything goes. And so we, I was talking to... Uh, some of the guys, and uh, we're talking about children and how many uh, teachers there, like 300,000 teachers that missing this year, and they can't get bus drivers, right? And the reason people don't want to teach, they don't want to deal with your kids. Right? And, and then, the reason the bus drivers don't want to drive, they don't want to deal with your kids. And when COVID came, your kids had to stay in the house with you, and you didn't want to deal with your kids. <laughs> you wanted the kids to go back to school. Yeah, you did. It was all in there. Folks was all upset because, wait a minute, you know, eight hours all day dealing with. So what we got is a failure of discipline, and we're blaming the discipline uh, lack of discipline on the kids, but it's a lack of discipline on the parents, and it's being it's a lack of discipline on the parents, it's a lack of discipline on their parents. And so now we live in a time where you have to have discipline, and so a lot of our brilliant minds are going to the wayside because they don't have discipline, and so they can't get into the arena and get the education they need to use the skills and talents that God's given them. And so discipline is, is, and when we think, especially as older folks, and we need to toss that out, we think discipline is like whipping somebody. That's the first thing they used to do is, because I said so, what's that mean? No, you, no, you couldn't ask the question. Not now, I'm talking about now, a 70-year-old was raised by that way. Did you couldn't ask the question, are you being managed? Remember that word? Right, no, I, you asked me to do something, and I'm trying to ask you to tell. And most of us were scared to ask because we know what was becoming next because I told you so. That's not discipline. Discipline is training and correcting. That's what it is. Discipline is training and correcting. And, and it, discipline is, is really molding. And if you're a Christian, it's molding uh, your children and yourself, first of all yourself, into a Christian attitude. All right? It's strengthening. It strengthens you. Or it helps you with the mental ability or moral character. You can't have moral character unless somebody's taught you. You see, how do I know what's right and wrong unless somebody teaches me what's right and wrong? You know, you know the, the, the most greedy people are those little bitty people, them babies. They just start grabbing and stuff and grabbing and grabbing. And, and we have to teach them not to be grabbing, you know. They love people who wear glasses, right? And then we teach them, no, don't do that. You know, that's not a good, so we're born without it. 
We're born without it. But it's something we need to be taught. And unfortunately, too many parents haven't been taught it by their parents, and so they want, they're not a, correcting their children or training their children, they're abusing them. And so we got a bunch of angry kids. You understand what I'm saying? Go ahead and read for me, please. And not only moral character, but it's also purpose is to foster moral integrity. So there, and that word integrity is just gone out the window. What happened to integrity? All right? And training in righteousness to become spiritual champions. And that's what the whole thing is. We're training our children and training ourselves because you never stop. That's why you come here. It's a training. It should be a training. They, they call me a life lessons guy. Well, I'm proud of your life lesson. You, you, you don't need a preacher, do you? Ask me why. Preachers are for the unsaved. Teaching is for the So if you save, you don't need a preacher. You need a teacher. That's why it says teacher and pastor. Some of y'all just look at me like, you just figured that out, and you're 90 years old. But anyway, that's because nobody had told you that before. So preaching is for the unsaved, right? Teaching is for the saved. Because you can't teach somebody that ain't being converted. Isn't that right? You see? They, I, I, I've told you all this story. When I, years ago, they were going to go down on 35th Street in Prospect, and, and they had the liquor store down there. It's tore down now. It's a bus stop, whatever. And they were saying, they asked me, was I going down there? And they said, I said, what are you going down there to do? They said, we're going down there to have a revival. I said, y'all can't have no revival down there. They said, what do you mean, Johnny? I said, they ain't, them people ain't been converted. <laughs> revival from what? No, you have a revival to revive us. You go down there to preach to them to get them converted and taking Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. So we need to understand that. And so, because we want, in Christ up and Lord, I'm talking to y'all, we want to become spiritual champions in this church. And so we want to develop spiritual champions in this church. We want to be spiritual champions as parents and adults, we want to be, and we want to develop spiritual champions as children. We want to be spiritual... Uh, I, some of you are not football fans, but I was so proud of Deion Sanders yesterday. Huh? You said they said he couldn't do it, and he went right in there and done it, and he's God all the way, and still talking about God. A parent went to him and told him that he couldn't talk about God. He said, oh, you got your son's on the wrong team. You see, because he said, that's who I am. So here, here's what we're talking about, but he learned that, and he's been a champion, a player, best player, in his position of anybody ever, and he's baseball, uh, football, coached at uh, black school and made them champions, and now he's someplace else. Because once you have that in you, you whatever God has called you to do, you will champion it. Yes. Are y'all with me? Yes. And so we want, the, we want our young people to be champions yes. at whatever they do. Spiritual champions, all right? And that takes training. It's, the Bible says, train a child in the way he or she shall go, and in a many a day they may return. What does that mean? You may train a child in a many a way, the child may go off, but sooner or later they're going to come back to it. You see, the problem is too many young people, and I was one of them, got out there, they had no place to come back to because they hadn't been trained the right way. Are you all with me? And so we want to do the right thing in here. We want spiritual champions in this church. 
All right? We can't have spiritual. It's got to start with us at the top, and it works its way down. And so we're going to, it says, train up a child in the way he or she shall go. And when he or she is old, he or she will not depart from it. You got to have something inside you to come back to something that's good for you. That's just a fact. And we're trying to blame people for something that they never had. And they have nothing to go back to. I'm not a political guy, and I'm not saying it's political. Say, I'm coming up here with you, Pastor. I'm coming up here with you, Pastor. Read President Trump's history and how his father taught, treated him. Read it. You see, so we got to start looking at where people come from. Let me tell you something since y'all, you, uh, well, you know the first thing that many of you all in here been married, still married, think about getting married. Do you know what you marry? The family's history. Yeah, you do. So you need to know what? The history. Or you wind up training a grown-up boy. Did I say that? You did say that. <laughs> yeah, y'all know what that means. Yeah, and you come to this church, you know I keep it raw because we need it raw. It's falling apart out here, and we up here trying to be politically correct. And if you're politically correct, that means you're probably going to be spiritually wrong. <laughs> Give me a hand clap for that because that was good. <laughs> yeah, that, that was good. That's good teaching here because we here. Uh, that this church, we're here to develop spiritual champions. You know, I'm doing a lot of reading now because I got, I'm always reading three or four books and, I, and reading, and I like to read and see what people are going through and some of the people that are really have made it and the suffering and the things that they had to go through to get to where they're at. You know how they got there? They were spiritual champions. Okay. Uh, so we at Christ Temple North, we got it figured out today. We need to get busy. You can't train somebody if you don't have the skills yourself. You see, uh, we have a young man, and I talk about him all the time, and I'll continue talking about him, that's back there with them young folks. Trevor can train those young folks in something he lived. You see? Now, some of us go back and tell us all the mistakes, but we need somebody back there that's done it right, that can show people how to do it right. All right. Oh, so we ready? And so we're going to, so what are you going to be in this church? Spiritual, spiritual champions. champions. That's what we are, spiritual champions. Whatever we, God has blessed every person has a, something inside them that God has given you. I'm, whatever yet, visitors too. Yes, you may not know it until I just told you. God has blessed you with something inside you that nobody can do but you. But you have to have the, the training somewhere and get waking up out of that place, dark place that you're at by somebody and get off parents because if the parents don't know, find somebody who does know. That's why some people have coaches. Okay, I'll say it. I'll use Trevor again. Trevor had a coach that happened to be a pastor. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, and 
Spiritual, he's a spiritual champion. And that's what we look, we're looking for. Everybody in here, everybody, you got something in you. Do you want to champion it? You can't champion it until you've been taught spiritual. Because God put it in you. Anything God puts you in you is a spiritual gift. And so it can only be motivated and taught and moved by the spirit. So here we go. I have no clue where I'm supposed Let's to be. Let's turn to Hebrews 12, okay. starting at verse 5 from the Amplified. My son and daughters, do not make light of the discipline of the Lord. So the Lord is good. If, do you think God loves you? Then why wouldn't he discipline you? Sometimes he disciplines us. You see, I'm, he's much older than me. So he's still disciplining his son. To this day, God is still disciplining me. And he needs, he has to discipline me. I have to, when I read the Bible, you know, I open up the Bible, it just, it whips me, it spanks me, and it disciplines me. Because the one thing about the Bible it does for you, say what, Pastor? What, Pastor? It teaches you who you ain't. But it shows you how to get to where you can be. Amen. Are you with me? Yes. All right. And do not lose heart and give up when you are corrected by him. And don't lose heart and give up when you're corrected by him. You see? He's going to, he's going to, he gets us in check. There's been some times when, you know, I'm thinking he had the wrong person because I was right. In my own eyesight. And he had to show me, no, you weren't right. You're wrong. And he corrected me. And sometimes it's painful because you have to face your wife. <laughs> oh, you men laughing, keep living. All right, go. <laughs> keep going, all right? For the Lord disciplines and corrects those whom he loves. We sing that song. Yes, Jesus loves me. If he loves me, why wouldn't he correct me and discipline me? All right? And he punishes every son and daughter whom he receives and welcomes to his heart. When you come into God's heart, you can look for some punishment. He's going to put, yeah, he's going to, he's going to do some things and get you where you need to be. Because some of us had to be moved around a little bit, didn't we? Isn't that right? Uh, uh, we're, most of you all must have heard about Deion Sanders because everybody kind of smiled. Do you know what the first thing he done when he went to, to Colorado? They were all practicing, and they didn't have numbers. And they asked him, well, nobody's ever done that in college. Why didn't he have numbers on their back? He said, you've got to earn a number with me. All right. All right. Yeah. Isn't that a tough thing? I want number 23. Yeah. I said, you ain't getting nothing until you earn it. All right. All right. Well, God's the same way. He says, you're going to earn it. But I'm going to discipline you and lead and guide you to be able to be successful, and then I'll give you the number. Because you got to earn it. Just coming here on Sunday mornings ain't it. What are you doing when you leave it and you go out those doors? Okay. I used to say I'd like to be a fly on the wall and some. No, I wouldn't. That's right, baby. Go ahead. In verse 7, it says, You must submit to correction for the purpose of discipline. You must, what? Submit, Submit to correction. I don't mind being corrected because it's going to make me better. As an athlete, when I was in school, I didn't mind being corrected because it's going to make me better. As a student, we shouldn't mind to be corrected 
it's going to make us better. You see, you want your teacher to correct you because it's going to make you better. You, you always got good parents, loving parents, concerned parents. You see what I'm saying? You got those kind of concerned parents and loving parents. You want them to correct you because it's going to make you what? Make you better. You want a pastor in the pulpit that's not preaching prosperity every Sunday, but one that upsets you because it's going to make you what? Make you better. Right? Well, God put me here because y'all need to be made better. Y'all can laugh. You can smile. If they ain't smile. They mad at me. Yeah, looks that way. <laughs> mad at him. That's right. That they should be. I agree with some of you. There ought to be a gospel of Johnny Fields in here, but since they ain't, you blame this on him. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Keep going. God is dealing with you as with sons and daughters. For what son or daughter is there whom his father does not discipline? So he's talking about a good father. Mm-hmm. A good father disciplines because a good father trains, teaches, motivates, inspires his, his child. Yeah. So if you had a good father, then you understand that God's going to be the same way. Unfortunately, a lot of folks don't have fathers in the house, but this is written back then. If you have a good mother, there's a lot of women here. Yeah. If you have a good mother, okay, amen women. All right, then she will do everything she can to train, discipline, and inspire you to become a whole lady. Amen. Right? Amen. And so, and the ones that have that, they're not afraid of God discipline because they come out of a house to discipline. You see? Usually, the person that gets the person that's hard, now I'm talking about a good parent, a good parent, say good parent. A godparent. Sometimes you think that that person is hard on you. That's the one that loves you the most. Because they see something in you that needs to be removed because they see in you the potential you have. You see? And it can be an aunt, uncle, cousin, friend, coach. But because some people, when I was on the coach track, they called me Pops. They didn't need a coach. They need Pops. Okay? Uh, am I, y'all learning? Amen. Because we are developing what over in this church? Spiritual, Spiritual champions. champions. All right. So now we're going to do verse 5 through 7 from the message. My dear child, don't shrug off God's discipline. You remember when, some, when parents used to say something, y'all like, roll them eyes? Mm-hmm. And the girls are the worst. <laughs> All right. Just shrug it off. But it's not saying don't shrug it off. Because what's been said to you could save your life. And as Christians, don't shrug it off. He's trying to tell us something. All right. Then it says, but don't be crushed by it either. But don't fall apart. Don't be crushed by it. Because nobody that really loves you is going to let you have your way. That's crazy. (laughs) You see? They're going to discipline you, but don't be crushed by it. What you look at is what good can I get out of this? What, I think one of my members, one of the guys said, because some of the guys think, you know, I'm kind of a lot of hard on the guys. Amen, guys? Look at them, they're all smiling. And he said, Pastor, I don't mind because I know it's coming from a good place. 
So what he's saying is when pastor is on me, no matter how hard it is, it's okay because he's coming from a good, it's coming from a good place. It's coming from his heart because he wants us men to be better. You see? You see, you guys want to know a secret? Say, what's the secret? Someone got, we had a funeral here years ago, and you know, the men opened the doors here, and they get in the parking lot. And of course, it was a sister. She was all upset, and uh, told me, y'all, they like soldiers in here. And I, I wanted to say thank you. You see? The men don't open doors for y'all. They open doors for themselves to have respect of women, period. That's why they open that door. They better, and here, they got to open the door because of respect of their pastor. We do that because of respect. The, the, and we know that society does not respect men, don't respect women. They like that equal thing. Yeah, and now it's, now it's uh, 70. I do my math, 30, all right. He's 30, you 70. Because you want to do it, do it. But we do it for the men in here. It's respect for themselves and respect for you also and respect for them young boys that come up in this church. You see? Go ahead. All right. I opened the door for my wife for all these years. And it was a sad thing. Uh, Sister Kim, we was been, I don't know, it's been a while. I opened the door for Sister Gwen. We were walking into, I don't know, I think it was a restaurant, isn't me? And this guy stopped me and said, we don't see that much anymore here. Are you a gentleman? Remember that? That's sad. Isn't that sad? But you raise a child. Isaac does it. Tyrone does it. Alan does it. Anthony does it. Them are my boys. All right. It's the child he loves. And, and if they act up, they, they ain't got to call God. <laughs> 861 694 They would rather talk to him than to him. Because they would raise better. All right, let's All go. Right. It's the child he loves that he disciplines. The child he embraces, he also corrects. He also what? Corrects. He's going to correct you. You're wrong. You're in self. And he corrects me. And I open this book up and I see it in there. It says, he said, no, you're wrong. And he corrects me. You want correction is here. All right, here we go. And in verse 6 it says, God is educating you. He's That's what? Educating you. Who he's doing what? Educating you. God is educating you. Guess what he's doing now? He's educating you as you sit there. He's educating you. You see? That's why you must never drop out. Don't drop out. There are people who left church. Remember years ago, somebody, a family left church said, because I was too wrong. That's a true story. No, God said, don't drop out. Let me tell you, there ain't but two people. They used to say that about Coach Fields. There ain't but winners and losers of him. He don't have no gray areas. Deal with it, drop out. 
The partners want me to do it, I haven't done it in years, drop out, hose out, cop out. Keep going. <laughs> they still remember it, and that's been 30 years ago. Go ahead. He's treating you as dear children. He's treating you as a child because God loves you. Doesn't matter how old you are, he's still correcting you because you don't know it all. And I thank God he's still correcting me. That's right. All right? This trouble you're in isn't punishment, it's training. The trouble you're in isn't punishment, it's training. You see? Don't think you're being punished. It's training. You see? I remember cutting the grass. I was told which way to do it, and then you had to, no mowers, you had to push it. If you didn't push it, right, didn't do it the right way. Guess what training done? Chet, that's what they call me. Go in there and do that right. It wasn't punishment. It was training me. But cut it right the first time, you didn't have to do it the second time. I don't know who doesn't like the message, but they love the messenger. Amen? Amen. All right, here we go. <laughs> Again, it's training, the normal experience of children. Training is what? Normal experience of children. All right. Only irresponsible parents. Wait a minute. What? Irresponsible parents. Okay. Leave children to fend for themselves. Would you prefer only irresponsible parents leave children to do it for themselves? My daughter is uh, kind of like her dad, and she told her daughters, because they're older now, uh, if they wanted to go to college, what they was going to do. And everybody said, well, they need the college experience. She said, when somebody tells you you need the college experience, ask them, what is that? And you know what she was getting to, but you know, doing good in college. But we're doing these things because we're training our kids. Our kids know when to take up for themselves, and they do it in an orderly way, and they do it in a very disciplined way. They know how to make my kids, I'm talking my kids know how to make a point. There's this lovely lady, she's a very smart lady, and there's a group that my uh, granddaughter's in, uh, Layla. And Layla's a whole lot like her grandpa. So, but the lady was being nice, and you know, the Ramazan, all that stuff. So she wanted all the students were going to dress like the 1800s. And of course, Miss Layla, oh, no, she didn't say no. She said, oh, I'm coming. Dressed like a slave. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Didn't argue. Did nothing, but made a point. Where'd she get that from? Stand up for yourself, but you can do it in a way. It's discipline. And the lady's a nice lady, but wasn't thinking. She's thinking about her, not thinking about these other kids. But the young girl was trained. She didn't have to call mama. Of course, stood up for herself, said, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Don't get scared in here, y'all. Man, you're scared of life? My goodness. I'm going to start being Joel Osteen. Everybody applauds when he does anything. He walks in there and they applaud for him. Yeah, T.D. Jakes or somebody. I mean, come on, give me some love. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
So now there's a question. Would you prefer an irresponsible God? Nah. Would you prefer God to be irresponsible? What if God was a parent like you? And he would tell you, well, I'm going to start treating you like you treat your kids. You see, make it on your own. Find out for yourself. We'd be crying. No. I don't want an irresponsible God. I can't be an irresponsible parent. All right. Because I'm supposed to mimic him as a parent. And guess what I'm talking about, my children? Do you all know, if you open the Bible and you turn to Revelations, and you go into Revelations, it starts out, and it's got all these names, and I ain't going to try to pronounce these churches, and it'll say, to the angel of the church of Christ Temple North. So guess who he's going to get? Me. Ain't happening. <laughs> Go ahead. In verse I'd eight. rather y'all walk away mad and God be glad. <laughs> Did she just do that? Yeah. All right, thank you. Go ahead. Verse 8. Now, if you are exempt from correction and without discipline, in which all of God's children share, then you are illegitimate. I can't even say illegitimate children and not sons and daughters at all. That's because you don't want to be that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You don't want to be that. Say it. <laughs> Moreover, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us, and we submitted and respected them for training us. And we're talking about the good fathers, the godfathers, not that father that's abusive. That's right. Don't get that mixed up. That's right. We're talking about that father that corrected and molded and strengthened and perfected and helped mold character. But he, most of us, and some of us can say, man, we didn't have that kind of father, so we had to get it from someplace else, and some of us are still striving to get it. So we're talking about that father. We're not talking about an abusive father. Let's get that right. We're not talking about an abusive mother. We're talking about a mother or father that loves their child and is disciplining their child and training that child to be the best adult they can be. That's the kind of parent we're talking about. Right. We don't want anybody to get confused going out of here. Okay? Shall we not much more willingly submit to the Father of spirits and live by learning from his discipline? We need to learn from God's discipline. You see? And in verse 10, for our earthly fathers disciplined us for only a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good so that we may share his holiness. And I kept her reading that because I don't want to be much longer. It kept talked about the word what? Discipline. 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 Yes. We've got to have more discipline. For the time being, there was a, and for the time being, no discipline brings joy. That's the next scripture. That's right. I told somebody once, if everybody in your house is happy all the time, you ain't fathering, dude. Mamas, if everybody's happy and you the whole time, you ain't mothering. That's right? right? There's sometimes, and then there's sometimes. Some of us in here, we're grateful for the little parent we got that did keep us out of being incarcerated. But we could have had better parents, but they couldn't be better because they didn't have a better parent. But we can be 
because we have a father and we are a child of him and we know how we want God to bless him, us, teach us, motivate us, empower us, then we do that for our children. Amen. All right? Amen. How many of you are child of God in here? Amen. That means you got a father and he's going to discipline you and he's going to train you, but he also strengthens you and he corrects you. Okay? And discipline may seem sad and painful, yet to those who have been trained by it, afterwards it yields the peaceful and fruit of righteousness. We got some young people in here. Remember this. If you never get anything else that I said, you, the older you get, the smarter you find out your parents were. Let me go over here. The older you get, the smarter you're going to find out your parents were. There are things that I was taught way back there that I'm dealing with now. You see, they were pretty smart about some things. So the older you get, the smarter you're going to find out your parents were. But don't get incarcerated. Sit in some place because you didn't listen. That's right. Thank you. That's right. Also will yield the right standing with God and a lifestyle and attitude that seeks conformity to God's will and purpose. That's what the whole thing about is. Right now, Johnny Fields, Pastor Fields, is seeking the right attitude mm -hmm. because I want to fulfill God's purpose. Amen. How can I be a guy that wants to fulfill God's purpose and not fulfill yours because God's purpose for me is to teach you? So I can't fulfill God's purpose unless I teach you. And you can't fulfill God's purpose until you get it and you teach yours. It's called a domino effect. All right, I'm about done here. And in verse 12, so then strengthen hands that are weak and knees that tremble. He does that. We do that. You know how you can strengthen somebody's hands that are weak and knees Come on, come on, let me help you. All right. Okay. And the Passion verse 11 done. and 12 puts it this way. Now all discipline seems to be painful at the time. It's going to be painful. And sometimes discipline is very painful mm -hmm. at the time. That's right. But let me tell you, that pain won't last as, that pain won't last as long as a non-disciplined person. Okay. Yet later, it will produce a transformation of character. And that's what we're trying to do. We got we to gotta discipline ourselves, allow God discipline us, our children, or we're going to lose a lot of people. We're losing people already. I'm, every time I turn the news on, some young person's getting shot, killed in the streets and all of this. Could be producing great for America, this city, the country, the family. But nobody trained them. Nobody trained them. Mm -hmm. And they had no discipline. And so they didn't have a, a transform of their character. So they picked up one somewhere. Right. And look what it's gone through. Mm -hmm. All right? And brings a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to and, it. And he brings a, yes, a harvest of peace. Mm -hmm. well, let me tell you something about Parenting, because we got some in here. Parenting is not, I ask some, some of the guys sometimes what they do and say, oh, we took the kids out for dinner. 
That ain't parenting. Parenting is, we, got to, we went to the store, we got together, we made a meal. Parenting is going on a nature trail, pointing out different things. That's parenting. Parenting is teaching a child how to survive in the world, right? Father Fields, parenting is teaching congregation become what? Spiritual what? Champions. That's parenting. That's parenting. You see? I love my brother, Roderick. He went through something. That's his business and mine. And he, I was able to talk to him. I looked at him. Didn't miss a beat. Went through this, because you had to go through. And there were some times in there you'd be he had to call me and say, no, this is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is going to be painful, mm-hmm. but you're going to be okay. Yeah. That's called parenting. Yeah. And you don't get too old. Right. When you get too old to be taught, you're going to dry up and die. Because right. anything ain't growing. All right. Am I doing all right? Yes. Have you ever noticed when I want to do these messages, I slow it down and make it a lecture? Because I'm serious about it. All right. So be made strong, even in your weakness, by lifting up your tired hands in prayer and worship. I'm made strong by what? Mm-hmm. Lifting up what? Your hands. My weakness. God makes me strong. You know when you're the strongest? When you're on your knees. Mm-hmm. That's when I can do all things through. Christ, which strengthens me. That's when I'm my strongest. When Johnny feels his head. All he can do, Christ comes in, strengthens him. All right? And lastly, in verse 13, cut through and make smooth straight paths for your feet that are safe and go in the right direction. And I want God to do that for me, and I want you to do it for your children and you. We're trying to make the path straight for them that are safe and keep them going in the right direction. That's what I'm trying to do here. I expect you to do it for your children. That's right. You see, my son, my grandson was playing football on Friday. And then on Saturday, he was at Indiana, University of Indiana. His dad pulled him out there because all of these different schools want him to play football. And he wants to go to possibly to the University of Indiana because he can get his best business degree there. All right? But his father is sat and talk with him. He's a junior. And they sit down and talk, and he wants to make, he wants to make his decision his junior year so he doesn't have any pressure and stress his senior year. But his father was there. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to make life better for our kids. There's some parents in here. Any parent that doesn't want their kid to live better than them shouldn't be a parent. I don't care how successful you are. You want your kids to be more successful and your grandkids to be more successful. And that's what this lesson's all about. I'm having so much fun with little Johnny. He's wearing me out. My back can't hold like it used to. He ain't very heavy, but sitting out in the park. But the thing of it is watching his father and his mother uh, deal with Jackson, how his father's doing it, and, 
and his dad, I'm gonna get him because he wasn't out there last week and I had to do the swinging and I could barely put my hands up. I went home and I thought I was about to put ice on my hands. But the, the love comes from fathering and parenting and we need to get it straight in this country. Do you understand what I'm talking about? We need to get that thing straight in this country. We're losing our kids because we're not parenting them. We're not helping them. And if you don't know the answers, get them to somebody who does know the answers. Because they're, they're, we're supposed to be fruitful. And being fruitful means we, the fruit doesn't fall very far from the tree. And we want our fruit to be better and sweeter than us. We need to go to work and get it done. Amen? Amen. All right.